Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is August, August 8th. 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and today it's only myself and Derek. Um, Derek Condit, are you there, sir? I am here. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, everyone. Yes. Um, Yeah, because uh, Mark is on vacation, and Walt, unfortunately, said, kind of an emergency, I got to go to the dentist. That's not a good sign. Not a a good sign at all. Um, But listen, as long as I just played the um, live auction ad, why don't you tell people a little bit about that, what what it's about? Sure. Yeah, that's that's what she's talking about is the live auctions that are available at mysticalwars.com, and there'll be a tab or an image now, and we'll get into this later um, about all the updates at the website, but there is an image that says live auctions. So, and I was like, you know, putting out the the best way to do this um and so what i'm getting at here is there's stickers in there some of the shungite stickers there's cosmic nuggets that can be bought cheaper in the auction than just bought at regular price in the store and i put that out well this is the only place i'm putting that out um i don't announce it everywhere but that is a thing and some of the other products are that way too in there but they're some of our various products a lot of them shungite ones that are on a it's a software program in the background on our web server doing this for us um but basically, it's going to cycle through auctions of various rocks and crystals. Um, I think there's a crystal skull in there. Again, Shungite stuff where you can get in. And I'll tell you, it's so new that not many people are using it. So you're not really going to come up against many bidders, if any. Um, so there's that, too. And we don't force huge, uh, I don't even know what the words are, but to buy it now sort of things, um, stuff like that. So, But those are, again, just products that cycle through um, probably every week or so. And they will reset sometimes. So if you are watching it and you say, well, that's been there, it just automatically resets um, until we get a chance to add new stuff. But just another you know, way to, to purchase stuff. And again, if you do it right way, you can absolutely get stuff cheaper there than if it was bought in the store um, because we're trying to encourage people to go to the website to see all the new graphics, again, that we're going to get into regarding the Shungite FAQs, the science, the B stuff. Um, so yeah, it can be fun doing it too. Yeah, um, I, I I'm trying to think. Somebody, somebody. Oh uh, yeah, we had sent a friend of mine some shungite, and she one of her questions was, um, "Well, how much is this? Are we going to run out?" <laughs> you know, and uh, and how did I know it was 2.5 billion years ago that the shungite showed up? Well. Let me just answer those questions because she had it, maybe other people do. But the 2.5 billion comes from, you know, other sources than myself. I wouldn't have had any knowledge of that. But the geology of the area 
tells them that it had to have come in 2.5 billion years ago. And my understanding of that time frame is that the Earth was starting to show landmass. It was starting to harden up. But in reality, <coughs> excuse me, it was still semi-molten. Would you think the same thing, Derek, at that time frame? You might not know either, but that's what I got when I looked at it. I don't know anything I don't, about it, to be honest, as far as date-wise. I've never looked because the dates are so screwy um, that you, know, you can't go by anything you've actually been taught in a book. That's true. That's true. But um, I figured it was probably in the range because you got to understand, I think, that, well, when I met Shungite, <laughs> there was um, information out there, quite a bit of information, but it was all coming from the same source. Everybody was cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste. So because of, you know, exactly what you said, you can't really know anything about anything. I just kind of like disregarded everything that I had read about it, which wasn't a tremendous amount, and worked with the energies itself, worked with Shanghai, teach me, teach me what you are, what can you do? And so I would ask questions and some of it came from checking facts. So one of them was the 2.5 billion. And I said, okay, is this correct? Is it 2.5 billion years ago? And, you know, show me. And so I'll get imaging in my head. And what I saw was this ball of fire hitting the Karelia outside of what became Shungam Village, hitting it. But it was, when it hit, it didn't create a, cater, a, a crater. It just kind of smashed into the top of the what was there, the surface, let's put it that way, but the surface was still semi-molten. So what it did was it ended up like almost floating, if you can conceive of that, on top of the molten s surface. And, you know, I mean, how, what, what is it that we look at today if you go to the Shungite mine? Well, it, it's a big field of Shungite. It, it covers a thousand kilometers. Uh, squared of of surface area, but I understand from reports that in some areas it could go down to as as, as deep as 400 feet. So this is a tremendous tremendous amount of shungite, you know, still there in the ground. But all they have to do is they take bulldozers and basically scoop it up. And that, you know, I mean, yes, when you're when they're going for the uh, the elite, the elite is like veins within the, you know, the, the field of Shungite. There's veins and that's where you find the elite. Now, Derek, regarding the elite, do you think because, again, when I just, you know, worked with it and, and what are you what what you know, what is this all about? My feeling about the um, about the elite was that it was not as energetic as what I call raw. Some people call it regular shungite. I call it raw shungite. It's just the the essence of what was there, you know, the raw meteorite structure. And I mean, at the time, no, nobody really i mean there were a few people but certainly not anybody that knew anything about shungite as i saw it 
knew the connection to Shungite and C60. So I never was introduced until to C60 until probably six, seven months, maybe nine months into the to the learning process. I didn't know anything about it. But the imaging that I was getting and the information that I was getting when I saw the C60 molecule and what that was all about, it answered a lot of the questions that I did have. Uh, you know, why? Why why is this why is this occurring? And so when I was looking at it from the standpoint of the shungite versus the elite, what I got was that the shungite raw was much more energetic than the elite. So then I, sometimes you have to be open to feeling other frequencies. It's almost like you have to tune yourself into the, the energy that you're trying to understand. And so when I tuned into the elite, it felt like it was more compressed in that at the molecular range, there was actually, it was compressed. So it couldn't get vibrating like it did when it was raw and opened. And, you know, I think of molecules, you know, it's like uh, between a molecule is like, you know, between the sun and, and the end of the solar system. I mean, space-wise, comparatively. So... um is that how you see elite, or why do you think elite occurs? Oh, no, I agree with you on the, well, so I like the the regular shungite, the stuff we're talking about that we use, they'll call it type three, um, the black shungite. Uh, yeah, I'm, the only elite, it's energetic, but not. it's not the right blend of ingredients, mineral and crystals wise, at, um, to be as good. So it's, some people think the, how do I word this? Um, the extract of something must be stronger and better because it's more refined, this, that, and the other. Well, that's not always the case. Definitely not. Um, so there's lots of examples of that. And they use that understanding sometimes with shungite, thinking, well, there's more C60 molecules in here. Well, you don't need more of them. You want the right combination because it's like, let's say you're baking. Well, add more sugar. Well, you know, that doesn't quite work out because if, if that's your thing, that's the good part of it. So... There is a, a comfortable medium in there, blend, and that's the black shungites that we use. So Elite, yeah, it's energetic, but when I even picked it up for the first time used, it was nothing comparable to what we'll call regular shungite at all. Um, Elite's good for aesthetic purposes, um, but I never recommend it first to anybody. Not that it does harm, it's just not, not that strong from my perspective. Again, it's it's not the right blend of again be it rocks or crystalline structures or whatever the you know is in shungai and that is on our science page the whole uh breakdown of the of what shungai is made up and how much so that is worth looking and then nancy added it really quick too um i'm on one of the uh Karelia sites right now and it says there's more than 35 million tons of shungites um and that's what are they 14 miles by seven miles and they don't know the depth completely on it so but anyway um the other ones, there's a gray shungite. It's on some of our FAQ pages. Uh, can you can you can you give me the square mile again? What what did they say? Because I, yeah. if it's if, if it's a thousand kilometers, that's like what about three hundred and fifty miles square. Gray shungite's next. Blah 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 blah. The size of the deposit is twenty two by eleven kilometers, which is. 14 by 7 miles, and it houses more than 35 million tons of shungites. Um, 
200 huh. years until it's drained out. They said, it, well, I'm trying to get this really quick. I don't read the whole thing. Anybody can bore them. And I'm just, I mean, this is a Karelia heritage information website. And they sell similar Shanghai products as us. I think they, I actually don't want to say too much more. Um, I mean, you mean they, might, they might have copied us? <laughs> Oh, I see that all the time in places, um, but I don't. I don't stress on that stuff. Um, Two hundred two thousand tons. Here we go. Yearly, the mine produces approximately two hundred thousand tons of shungite. Is what it is, and it's two hundred years before it's out um, from there. What I was going to say is, this is one person's or a company's perspective on reading the studies and stuff that. And I've got, whatever, there's a study somewhere on the Shungite science page that tells you more of this, too. Can you put that uh, link in the chat room? The one I'm reading right now? Yeah, I'll get in there. It's already in there. Yeah, um, please, thank you. So, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, not a fan of the the elite. We have some in here. I have big chunks of it and little pendant pieces, but not a fan. It's very limited in here just because people ask for it, but I don't use it for literally anything. And I updated our... Shanghai FAQ page yesterday on that, even uploading images of um, pieces of elite. That look, what I'm getting at here is it's not good for water use. I mean, you can just pick up two pieces, drop them softly on a piece of paper, pick up that piece, look under it. You are going to see without a magnifying glass, little tiny shards that broke off. Well, just think of you got, I don't care, but just three of those in your water. Uh, it can be one in your water because you're let's say you're, hopefully your your water drinking vessels glass well it's going to break off little pieces over as you drink it and that piece drops back down it's just common sense to me um, but yet people are still recommending elite or noble shungite for water use okay fine get a container it's but still not strong energetically as regular shungite but you can get that separated water bottle with a separate vessel under it that you can put your rocks and crystals and and stuff in which is actually a good idea Put elite there, but again, I'd put regular shungite there. So elite's pretty shiny, um, but dangerous. And then I wouldn't even put it in your plants, really, because the, the same thing with the shards. You're going to end up getting in there digging around at some point, I would think, if we're talking garden plants or repotting your house plants like I do. I'm not wanting to, you know, I'll have a piece of shard, and I've had it done. I've had the stuff explode. You saw the videos, Nancy, where I took the the fake stuff elite that they're selling from, I remember all the specifics doesn't matter um, compared to the new stuff. And I hit it with a torch and started exploding and shooting everywhere. But either way, all versions of the elite, your noble, um, the fake stuff or real shards and chips. Well, I think the energy that you get off of it is uh, some people could benefit from it, but not, it's it's like a it's like the energy signature from the elite is not one that is as compatible with the 3D human body energetic field, and so you know you may find that it helps you in connecting to more awareness or awakeness or stuff like that. But for the for the purposes that we tell you to use shungite we are talking about regular or raw shungite we're not talking about elite um so just be aware of that um okay so where were we when i got into the elite thing hmm. oh i was telling that i was answering those questions so 
Um, obviously, see, the thing about Shanghai is that there is a massive amount. Well, you know, at one point I was probably the world's authority on it, about the time I wrote the book, because there wasn't all of these scientific uh, reports. They were doing the studies, but they weren't reporting on it yet. You know, I mean, now now you've got, well, Derek, every time I go to your site, there's new studies being done on it. But again, the the problem that I see with a lot of these studies is that they seem to be very much not aware of looking at it from an energetic standpoint. You know, they antioxidants. Okay, they make antioxidants. Well, and I've asked you this before. Have you ever seen a study that could measure antioxidants? I mean, I'm still confused as to what an antioxidant is. Can you explain that or, or talk no, about that? No, I'd, I'd, try. I'd have to go bring up some research or something or other. I don't have anything up right now. Well, it, it's one of those things where you get, I mean, I've never seen anybody describe an antioxidant. They talk about them, but I don't hear them described that, you know, that tell me what, got a picture of it? Can I see a picture of it? You know, no, they're saying any compounds that inhibit oxidation. Um, so. Uh, any compounds, okay. yeah. Any compounds that can that can inhibit oxidation, um, okay. so a chemical reaction that can produce free radicals. Um, okay, so oxidation in the body. Now, oxidation is what causes rust, correct? Yeah. Well, here, yeah, and I'll tell you more. It says that leads to the degradation of organic compounds. So that's what oxidation would do. That's why you'd want an antioxidants. So things, um, compounds that would in, inhibit. The breakdown of organic matter. I reworded a lot of that, but that's what they're saying here. Okay. So, so again, the, I think because um, back in 2014, the major scientific document that was available had been done from a conference of different universities that had had experience with or were ex researching shungite and especially the health benefits so um their their determination was that shungite creates antioxidants <clears throat> and that <clears throat> that the antioxidants were what was keeping your body healthier so if you got these antioxidants you would think you would know more about what antioxidants are you talking about how does shungite make antioxidants in the body but what they must have really been talking about is it looked like the effect of antioxidants in that there's less oxygen 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 uh, there's less oxygen in the body or the the less the, there's less to make the process of degrading organic material would that be true that's basically how what they're saying here. And I was about to post something in chat, but it's way too big um, regarding the antioxidants and which ones are what and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, well, vitamin C is, and E, um, selenium. I mean, there's a lot of them. I'm just reading from a list here, by the way, um, are different antioxidants. And now I remember learning about this in nutrition class back in college days and um, how it ties in the immune system and all that. So there's a lot of information out here. Um, I don't, and you do right. I do on the Shungite. I'm trying to get there quickly. Shungite science page. 
or studies. I don't know what I'm calling it. There is one. Here we go. The antioxidant, so blah, 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 absorption properties of Corellian Shungi by, that's, I'm reading the number three study on the website. The third one down is on that. And I'm not going to start reading this to get the people. It gets into it all, and they're talking about shungite. Um, and what, they're even talking about water purification in here. So antioxidant, regenerating antibacterial properties. Um, this is just the abstract I'm charting through here. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and there's several more in there. There's darn near 60-ish studies on this webpage right now that I've um, reshared. And then not to mention the FAQ pages. I'm going to have everybody here reread that as well because I've added so much information on it just yesterday alone and the Shungai, we can get into it when you want, Nancy, the Shungai Beehives page. All new graphics, every page, um, and information. And I'm not done. It's all under construction. But there's a whole lot more there now than there was a day or two ago. Was there any uh, direction you wanted to go? I don't know if you're muting that or not. I was. I'm, I'm putting the FAQ page in the chat. I don't know if you did it earlier, but I just did it again if you did. Um, so they can see that. Um, all right, I got, I got, I got doing that. What, we, what was the question? Did you ask me a question? Uh, I don't. Know. Not really. Other than was there a specific direction? Because for the show, we were saying we were going to talk oh, about. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right now I'm just going from whatever comes into my head at a time. You. I don't care. <laughs> All right. I'm skimming the pages now. Oh, one thing. Let me add is I keep cutting you off. Again, on the FAQ page. I had, so Jalissa took a photo of me because I have a Shungite sphere, um, maybe two inch diameter, that was sitting in water. I use it as an example because what there is, is you can look, if you look, and you have to look really closely at Shungite sometimes, to look for those little inclusions of pyrite on the surface. And as we've talked about before, and Nancy has um, a story about one in a pool that split, and I have a similar story. You don't always see the inclusions. So I shared an image on the FAQ page of one we just did yesterday of the pyrite and how it grows. And you can zoom in on it, look at it really closely. So that's why I explained in here about looking over any shungai periodically, no matter where you get it from, because a lot of this can't be seen to see if there's growth of pyrite and then just swap it out if so. And then so I'm clicking on it. Yeah, it's pretty. Have you clicked on the image yet, Nancy? I did. Um, I'm trying to capture it here. I thought I had it, and then it didn't quite grab. Um, actually, this thing that you're, you're the, the picture there, that ball, I was on the phone with you, and you were, I think, in the hot tub or working on the hot tub. And all of a sudden, you said, whoa, what's this about? And, yeah, the ball, so people understand, the ball originally you couldn't you, you might have seen a fleck or something in it it was the fact now that it's actually growing so that it if you look at this and you look kind of like at the side of it you'll see it's protruding it's 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 rocky it's not smooth anymore and you can see you on can that see image on the left side wasn't in the water the right side what or the right you know three quarters of it it was in a little bowl of water and this will differ for everybody's water, of course. I mean, it depends on the mineralization of it. What's in your water? Um, will whatever heck makes pyrite grow faster? And I don't know that. We can all Wikipedia that and figure it out. Um, but that does matter. 
Um, all of it does. So, but this is one example, and it happens more often than not. So, be careful because doesn't that sphere, Nancy, look shiny on the left side and polished as it should? And you don't see pyrite poking out there. No, I know that. Yeah. But if I put that part under the water, it would look just like that other three quarters. And for listeners late, later, because I know some of you in chat can see this now, it's on that FAQ page. You'll you'll see it where I show pyrite growth on a shungite sphere. Um, and it's not all of them. So, I'm, again, my bigger point is don't be scared of using shungite in your water. Heck no, use it. But check it. We're just trying to keep everything, you know, as as, as we figure things out, you know, we got to share that stuff. Well, the the pyrite in water is not going to hurt anybody. No. Um, but the the concept of having pyrite in the shungite that you're using in your water uh, can cause the shungite itself to break apart. So you don't want that happening, and it's just not necessary. And you know, in a small nugget, you I've seldom seen pyrite. I've seen it. And I will use the pyrite in a, a nugget for for a pendant, you know, where where you can see the the pyrite through the vein. But if it's not in water, it's not going to grow and you know break apart the shungite. It's still amazing to me that the py I mean I know this I've seen it in other minerals, but it's amazing how the pyrite continues to grow even though it's not in the supposed environment that you need to make pyrite. <laughs> And and just so people understand, if you look up pyrite, the dangers of pyrite, you're going to find out that, oh, it's one of the most dangerous mining things you can mine for. Well, that has nothing to do with the pyrite. It has all to do with the chemistry associated with the creation of pyrite, which includes sulfur dioxide. So in mining, you're trying to get the pyrite out. Well, sometimes you're after the sulfur. Um, but either way, you disrupt the uh, the geography of the of where you're mining, and that sulfur dioxide, if it gets into water, turns into a gas that can be very dangerous. It's not something you want to mess around with. But pyrite by itself, no, there's no dangers to it. It's only in the mining of it. But uh, a lot of people get freaked out about the pyrite because if you, I mean, I don't know now, but. In 2014, when I would look it up, it would be like this one report would come up about the dangers of pyrite. And then when you look at it, it's actually the mining itself. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice picture, though. I mean, it, it shows something that people probably have seen. They just, you know. Yeah, I do a whole lot more images. I just looked down. I thought about it because I can hear it in the background, but you shouldn't. So behind the wall. I have the Cosmic Silver Shungite Tumbler running. In fact, right after this podcast, I'm going to walk out there and stop it. And actually, for those that are listening now, you can, or later, you can scroll down on that Shungite FAQ page and you'll see an area where I say, see what we're doing with Shungite. Scroll a little further, you'll see Cosmic Silver Shungite Nuggets where I've uploaded new, there's a video of me describing you it, but an image of it where it's put in the, what we'll call is the Russian-shaped copper pyramid here in mystical wares and the tumbler and then that's an example of one of the cosmic silver pendants so for those looking at the image if you click on the pendant one the image down in that area it'll widen up for you um and you'll see the silver clearly on the shungite and then those little tiny silver bars around it are what we actually use thousands of them as the tumbling medium 
And I think that's probably shown in the video. I'm not going to click on it. It'll probably play for me. Um, but those images have been updated too. So there's a bigger description there showing the hexagon tumbler um, and how and why we do it. So that's all been expanded too. I was wondering why I was getting into that one. Oh, just because of the images. Um, I've made it a little more digestible now. Well, you find people out there that are now talking about shungite and silver. But I've never been happy with, well, how did you get the silver in there? What are you talking about? You know, they kind of, see, we have a lot of competitors. We have, well, not from the beginning. In the beginning, there wasn't anybody to compete with us except the shungite store from Karelia and all the offshoots that they had. But we were looking, I wish Walt was here because some of the things that um, we saw in the very beginning of, of exploring Shungite um, were not new. And there's a whole story as to how we ended up seeing the, the Shungite and the silver. Well, let, let, let me stop here and go off on a little tangent here. Uh, because when you, when I was looking at the FAQs, you suggested that people can use the nuggets with electronics. And yes, it will have an effect. But when I'm trying to think of what, what it was that happened. Well, the first thing that happened was that I was on Skype with somebody and we were on video. And I, all of a sudden, I'm looking at her, her pendant, which was one of the original pendants that I had made and it was made with silver wire and you know silver coated wire and i'm looking at it and i'm going like what's the matter with your with your, your pendant and she said oh i meant to tell you all the silvers come off the wire and i said that doesn't make any sense so then i asked walt you know what what's this all about and he said oh well sh uh silver migrates in electronics they don't like to use silver solder they'd rather use gold because you solder something and you come back at some point in the future and you find out that the solder is actually left where you put it and moved someplace else and it's a known thing in electronics apparently so now i'm seeing okay so this silver is doing this migration thing and walt and i got talking about it but in the meantime i'm doing the things i do i look at it and i go okay so what what is this stuff um well what he did was he took he, you know he, he gets these ideas and i just love them he took some shungite nuggets and he had some colloidal silver so he just dropped the nuggets in the colloidal silver well within a few hours i think maybe it was 12 hours maybe maybe less um but by 12 hours the look of the when you've got colloidal silver it's got a brownish tint to it the more the darker it is the more silver's in it and when he came back to it this it was clear the the colloidal silver liquid was clear and so then he like it must have migrated into the shungite because that's what we figured it happened to the silver on the wire is it so for some reason it was attracted to the shungite and moved to the shungite versus being in the wa on the wire so what happened was that he realized that 
the the somehow or another the silver it was now in, in embedded somehow into the shungai nuggets and he took the nuggets out of the water but what was interesting was that it smelled like fruity tooty you remember that gum uh fruity uh ju 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 juicy no something else <laughs> tootie fruity it was tootie fruity was it okay okay yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But it was this very unique taste to one of the gums. I used to chew it a lot. I remember it. So that's the, that's the smell that he got out of. I don't remember if he tasted it or not. He probably did. But anyway, so he's got these nuggets, and he looks at the nuggets. He tries. He can see that there's a, a sheen to it. Seemingly the silver is actually embedded itself in the nuggets. He tries to scratch it off. That doesn't seem to work. So he sends me some of these nuggets. So I got the nuggets now, and I test it out. I test it, you know, you hold on to it, and you just get real silent, and you, you feel the energy coming off of the Shungite nugget. And I'm going like, well, that's appreciably different than the raw irregular. And um, so then I asked, what's happening here? Oh, I know what I did. So... Um, he, he before he sent I think yeah he sent me the nuggets but then what really happened was that he took the the powder and he did the same thing with the powder in the colloidal silver and so now he's got powder that's got the colloidal silver in it so he puts it on a sticker and he sends it to me so I got two things I got the what we called the Bucky Band-Aid which was the raw powder on you know a sticker and then we have this new thing that I began to call the S4 because it was silver saturated shungite by Silva, Walt Silva. That's that was my reason for saying S4. And um, now we got the S4. So I had the two stickers, and now I I had gotten a lot of information just handling the 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 two different ones. What was happening? But now I've got it, and I've got it. For, I, I've got the telephone. So I have the sticker, the Shungite Rosh, the Bucky uh, sticker on it, and I just put the new sticker on top of that, and boom, that made all the difference. Because when I would work with the Shungite in a telephone, a cell phone, yes, it changed it, but it wasn't, something was wrong, something wasn't right. When I when I feel an electric signal that's got shungite on it, I can it, it, well the first time I ever got into shungite was somebody putting a a ring over an antenna for a Wi-Fi thing, and the energy in the room went from one rotation into a second it's an opposite rotation, and it was like oh my God it was it was you could feel it your body was just like whoa what happened you know so you'd feel. A change to the phone but it was more associated with the electrical the electric electronic compot composition in the phone there was something still happening with that signal that was not biocompatible but when I put that silver saturated sticker on the phone boom I felt the switch I felt that that weird negative Un, not biocompatible signal all of a sudden did reverse so now I say oh, okay what happened what happened what, what, show me show me what happened 
And what I saw in my head was something I really didn't anticipate. I saw a, a gra- uh, 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 an image of what's called a sine wave. Okay, I mean a, a square wave. Now, most elect- well, all electric runs on sine waves, which is the up and down, you know, one hill, one valley, hill valley, hill valley, that type of thing. That's what it looks like in a in a two D graphic type of thing. Okay, so then when I'm I'm looking at the the now I've got my attention on you know okay it's showing me I'm getting the image of a square wave in a square wave the line goes up like straight up and then straight over and then straight down that's why they call it a square wave that's the the representative representation in 2d graphics of a square wave so but a square wave is more complicated than the sine wave so what what was happening was that yes it was having an effect on the phone but the sine wave was not there it was a square wave so the other thing that i saw about shungite was that it was accessing the quantum realm and i i can't explain that except that i saw it okay so the key to the shungite is that it's accessing the quantum field this you know 90 percent of everything that is is in the quantum and we could argue about what the quantum is let's just assume it's a an energy field surrounding us that's 90 percent of everything it's energy pure energy and then we have the three ten percent that shows up as 3d so if you've got this quantum energy coming into the shungite being attracted by the shungite and at that that time i didn't know anything about the c60 okay so it's being attracted but what was happening was it was like a door and i would see it pulse pulse it was like the energy come in and then it drop off energy come in drop off but when i looked at the same situation with the silver saturated it was staying open there was no pulsing it was just So what you've got now is when you got the sine wave, it would get hit with the first with a blast from the quantum, okay, and it would try to turn, but then before it could make the turn, it pulsed off, went off, and it would just bounce back. When you had the quantum field opened continually, the square wave just would turn, would make the biocompatibility. So. What what I came to the conclusion of, and this is why I'm getting to it, is that I realized that if you've got an electronic device that's working with these, these square waves, you need to have that silver to be able to make those waves actually reverse their spin to become biocompatible. Now, that's why when you said to use Shungite on electronics, I felt, no, I don't think so, because to me, yes, on the electric, but when you're talking Wi-Fi and everything else is associated with that, you really do need the silver. So that's why I tell people, you know, use everything you want on anything electric, but when you're talking about a computer, television, anything that's, that's you know, got all this, these intense frequencies associated with it, you really do need to have the silver saturated 
sticker. Um, I agree so, 100%. I didn't get into which one's better for this, that, and the others. You saw on anything on that, on the FAA. No, I, I did. I, 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 I noticed that. But you had said electric, electronics. I, I, well, it can, well, that, it can be used on there. So technically, you can. That's the only reason I said that. But I agree with you 100%. You definitely want the silver in the Shanghai combo. But in the in the vague FAQ where I have to call it at some point on each of these answers, or they turn into a whole page themselves or a book, as you were able to do, that's the difference. So no, I agree with you. But the, so then maybe I'll look at it and try and describe it, chop the words down a little bit more, give suggested uses. That might be a way to do it. But literally, it's just a. At some point, I have to call it, like I said, on expanding um, or elaborating in that answer or whatever. So there's a cutoff point, and because I can definitely get into that, and everything you just said, I agree with. But if I set up here, you're going to scroll for half an hour. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You know, saying you didn't do it right. What I'm saying is that there's more to everything. Yep. yep. Exactly. You know? Exact way to put it. You know, and so, but I want people to understand that mainly because I talk about it a lot. I mean, you know, we have this one show together, but I talk you know a lot <laughs> you know and one of those things that that I think is very important is that you do get the silver shungite when you're talking about anything that's electronic now what do I mean by that versus electric well electric is um, it's it's kind of simple all right because electric does something in other words, you've got uh, an electric water heater, you've got an electric fan, you've got an electric, electric, okay, electric. Electric has a function, it does something. When you're talking about electronics, it's communications. Simple. If something is being used for communications, put the silver saturated on it. Anything else, you know. Now, another thing that I discovered was that, uh, I think it was a dryer, I was drying my hair. And I'm going like, I've got the Shungite on the electric system, okay? It was on the the electric coming into the house, and it was on the uh, uh, the router, so that every every electric s signal should have been fine. But I'm using this dryer, and I'm going like, God, this is terrible. And I'm going, why? You know, the electricity has been turned. Why is this thing now being terrible? And that's when I realized that if you have a secondary electric motor associated with something, you have to actually shungite that device. Because in the dryer's case, uh, the hair dryer, in that case, the signal coming into it had rotated. It was biocompatible. But when the fan itself started up, the wiring in it had the frequencies going by you know not compatible okay and so I immediately turned it off went and got uh, an S4 sticker stuck it on the the hair dryer and turned it on and I was not expecting I, I was expecting an energy change but what really surprised me was all of a sudden the sound of the drop of, of the hair dryer was much softer it was like more of a hum than a uh, type of thing and so now I know that the motor is is adjusted it's now rotating biocompatible and it's also more efficient 
And that's why the efficiency of putting things on Shanghai 90 refrigerator, no elect, there's, well, not the, the new ones use your silver saturated Shanghai, but the old ones didn't have any Wi Fi or anything communications associated with it. Um, so you could just, you know, basically use a, a just the regular Bucky band aid and you'd get the, the switch um, in the refrigerator. But, and that's basically what we were using when we did a lot of the original testing. And there is a, when you shung out your refrigerator, the old ones, again, the new ones are a little bit more efficient, but the old ones were, the, the, the biggest drain in your house was your refrigerator. So at the time, we had one of those, Walt had a meter on his house that had that little uh, plate in it that would rotate like a, a circle thing, you know, and you could look at it and you'd see it moving. And when you were using a lot of electricity, it was moving fast, and not so much, it moved slower. So he did a whole uh, experiment where he took the, uh, he would film what the meter was doing, spinning-wise, without any shungite on his refrigerator. And then he put, I think he was probably using the magnet at the time, I'm not sure which one we were using, but he put one of either the sticker or the, of the magnet on it. And sure enough, as soon as you did that, the little circular thing going around would slow down. You could, we have it on film. So that's why you have about a third of a, a third of your electric bill would drop with those old refrigerators. I know this because my aunt, who was blind, I gave her some to magnets to put on a refrigerator didn't even tell her what it was about didn't she i knew she she just loved me enough she'd put it on a refrigerator so she did and three months later she said i gotta tell you ever since i put that thing on my refrigerator my electric bills have gone down because she's blind she remembers all her bills and i said well by how much and so she said wait a minute and she starts figuring in her head and she says it's about 30 percent less my bill is compared to what it was for the three months since she had put it on there. So that's why the the dryer so suddenly had a different pitch to the motor, it sounded better, because now the motor was efficient. So um, anytime you have a, a secondary motor, like something like a, a fan, okay, you might wanna put a sticker on those things. You know, even, even, but you can use the nuggets, you can just put three nuggets. And again, I go with three because I know energetically that the three work in a cohesive way. And if you just, you know, these things, you got a lot of nuggets. They don't have to be big. You know, the smaller, the more energetic. So you don't have to have a, a whole, you know, big things. Just put, you know, three small nuggets and then put some tape over them so they don't go squirrely on you. Um, and you'll... If, but I do believe that you should always use three. So I've been rambling here. You want to say something? No, it's just, no, I agree with everything you're saying. I like three as well. Um, no, I'm just going to jump onto the, the page. Oh, do you want to chat about, well, we got 10 minutes left in this segment or, uh, you know, section. The bees and the stuff I've added to the beehive page recently. Um, any of that stuff or... Well, let's save, let's, let's save that to the second the second hour. 
Okay. Because we only, we've only got 12 minutes here, and there's so much in that that I think it's going to go for a while. So right. let's, let's just hold on to that. Um, let me see. You've got the page open in front of you. No, I do. Let's see. Was there anything else that I saw in here that I wanted to comment on? There's a lot now, so as people show up in them, they'll see. Well, I was on it this morning. Yeah. I've been on it for the last two days. Um, anything you see that you wanted to mention on it? Um, yeah, let me get back down there. I mean, just to give people an idea, what I did also was on these Q&As, as we're calling it, so on the Shungite FAQ page, um, and then I had some questions and answers, and I kind of took several questions into one so that I could have a, a you know, a kind of a fat answer down there with a lot of information. So I tried to pack these things, is what I did. And even today, I'm gonna update a lot of these graphics again and enhance them, but I link back to a lot of things, be it the studies page or the new Shungite and plants page. I don't know if you've made it there yet, Nancy, but that page has been updated as well, where we grab just the studies on, with Shungite on plants and or soil and what they're doing with it. Um, and then we're gonna, as we can in the future, do some more plant um, tests or experiments ourselves at home and here at Mystical Wares and share those results online. Um, so that's been enhanced too. Um, yeah, you're, talking, you're talking about the FAQ under can Shungite help plants and animals, right? Yeah, that's on there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, but I'm not seeing a link to the plant page. Look at the very bottom of that one. It says learn more regarding the oh, use of... Oh, okay. Okay, got it. All right. Click on that, and so I'm seeing it for others now, too. Once you click on that, it'll get you to the Shungite and Plants page where I just put together, I don't know, maybe eight or so of them. It's, it's expanding. It's a work in progress on this page because it's new. Um, but there are the links to various studies where they're doing everything from absorbing uh, rocket fuel that is a big issue, although we don't all think about it, out there in the soil and... It's not some weird cucumber thing going on, and I'm mentioning that because if you look at this plant page, there are a couple of studies on cucumbers. It's a, it's a common plant they use, or a vegetable use because it grows fast and has a fruit, a fruit, <laughs> a vegetable on it that can be harvested and tested. So it's it's not, what I'm saying, it's, it's just not a cucumber thing. It's, it's in all sorts of things. They're using it to get toxins, um, just toxins, I should say, out of soil as well. Well, this, well is, this is interesting. It says extending the storage life of foods using shungite. And this is an abstract. Shungite has gained popularity in recent years as a material for water purification and food preservation. The purpose of the study is to develop a fast method of assessing the biological activity of shungite batches and to determine the time of contact between shungite and water to increase or reduce the bioactivity of shungite water in the blah, blah, blah. Um, specifically the production of baked goods and extended shelf life now we notice the extended storage life in the refrigerator I mean I've got I stopped buying uh, spinach because it was like go bad before I would really eat enough of it because they were always big bags. But now I've got a big bag of sh of the spinach and, you know, two weeks later I might finish it off. But now they're saying that they're seeing it in baked good productions. Is batch, da, da, da. 
What do you suppose is happening there? Wait, what are they seeing in baked goods, did you say? It says, um, it, it's a, the abstract, and it's, I could hit the view more, but it's probably all that science stuff. Uh, uh, the, the biological activity of shungite batches and to determine the time of contact between shungite and water to increase or reduce the bioactivity of shungite water in the food industry, specifically in the production of baked goods with extended shelf life. So it seems to me that they're doing the the shungite water is being used in the food industry, and when they use it, they find that the, the shelf life is extended. Now, I would anticipate that that is from the concept that the toxins in the water are not there because the shungite is living water. And so this water in with the material to make the baked goods stuff um, takes out the toxins in the baked goods, the stuff that is the bioact creates the bioactivity within the baked stuff that breaks it down. Would that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sitting. I did click on the link. I'm reading the first part of the. Is it a study? Yeah, they're probably study. not going to say that because they don't think in terms of energy. They'll probably say, "Oh yeah, the antibacterial effect of the shungite is, mm, yeah, but the antibacterial effect is caused by the <laughs> the, the shungite okay. itself at an energetic level." What they're actually, actually, actually the study is the use of shungite water in preparation of bread dough has no negative impact, of course, on the final product. So that's good, and we knew that. But it also, um, and they're saying the results, it can help him help to prolong the shelf life of baked goods, making it a promising material for the food industry. Um, yeah. So no, they're definitely saying shungite water it helps pro, uh, extend the shelf life, prolong the shelf life, and then the conclusion. Um, let me give it real fast. Human health. They're talking about shungite water for human health. Uh, they're they're going to do more. So on humans now, because they did show that it does help um, with extending the shelf life because it gets rid of harmful stuff in the baked goods. So that's interesting. Yeah. And there's pages and pages here. I'm just skimming the first page really fast. And blah, blah, blah. It goes on. Oh, yeah. It's all through here. Water infused with shungite and molecular colloidal solution of I, I I'm not gonna get bored everybody with this I'm speed reading it and then they try a few different um carbon 60 not carbon 36 carbon 70 they try different ones as well um because those are all different fullerene shapes but no shungite's the thing they're using here um yeah good no so I'll read this all again so this, so this is a 3d proof that what we've been saying for a while is you know that but yeah we're telling you the truth um what i do is i take and yes i have a lot of magnets because the magnets aren't perfect and so i get to throw away so i get to play with a lot of magnets but you you could use a sticker you could use nuggets you can use a lot of different things but what i do in the in the for baked good for everything in in the cupboard let's put it that way and especially vitamins or supplements I take a magnet and I put it on the bottom of a uh, like a cover from a from a can so you get the metal so that creates a, a wider field an energetic field 
and then I just put it in with the baked goods. You know, I mean the 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 cupboard, and you you could put a whole sheet of metal, and then put the stickers or the magnet. Uh, and if you got the metal, you want the magnet. You don't need you know anyway, but it will create an environment where yeah everything from everything in the in the cupboard is going to last longer all right well here's what this is saying too so on that bread dough that they used with shungite water well they got the shelf life of the shungite version to last 60 days before it started getting blights on it and when the sample they used regular drinking water six days before it got blights so that, and I'm just reading straight from the study on here, and it tells you the hours they you know, had it in there, and I'm reading that, and so there's there's a lot of pages of this. So I'm gonna go through more of it, and then how I find some of these, so everybody can do it themselves. I'll find one study, read it, go all the way down to the bottom of the references, and or the authors, because I'm like, well, or one of the contributors. That means so and so is in the Shungite for some reason. So then I'm gonna research so and so. And then that may lead to another place because you can't just track these studies down there. Well, show me everything on the site for that. That's not a thing unless there's some other database. I don't know about um, well, so you, you got to get creative like I'm doing. Like here's Kim SK, blah, blah, long name here. I'm going to grab that name out of there and go research him or her because they're obviously into this type of stuff. Shanghai or C60, whatever, um, and see what they're doing. But yeah, that's interesting on the shelf life of that six days. At Yushungite Water, it now extended to 60 days. Well, well here, put that link in chat to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, the I had some half and half that was like six months over the extended, you know, the, the, the don't use date. And that's when I threw it out. There was only about an inch in the bottom of it. But I kept, you know, I mean, I was smell testing it. You know, cream goes bad, you're going to smell it. And even when I threw it out, the, that one little teeny, you know, I wasn't, it, was, it wasn't that I didn't think it was safe. It was that I had, I was using another one. I just kept it in there to see how long it would go. But then again, I needed the space in the refrigerator was what it was. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, It'll make everything go longer and taste better. And like for the um, cats and dogs, their their um, uh, their food, you know, the the canned food stuff. I take a, a stack of the cat food and I put it in the refrigerator. And the next day, I take it out and I put it on the shelf. Now the shelf does have shungite still involved in it, but I know that after that. No, it doesn't even, it's a couple hours is all it really takes. But I know that the toxins, the things that aren't supposed to be in that are gone. And it, if I'm, like tuna fish, I know I'm going to use it. I, I always have unopened cans of tuna fish in the refrigerator. Same situation. It's a shungite refrigerator. You put it in there, it reverses everything. All the See, a toxin is a toxin because it's rotating in a non-biocompatible way to life. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ways of using shungite to extend your, and, and, and to eat beneficially. But um, we're at the top of the hour, so we're going to take a break here, and we'll be back in about three minutes, and uh, here we go. It's Craig Stewart, Shungite, We the People. 
And welcome to the second hour of Shanghai Reality, August 8th, 2023. It's myself and Derek Condon here. Uh, I just put up a link to the chapter three of the book, Shanghai Reality, which is a, a free PDF you can download or just read it online. Um, regarding facts, FAQ, <laughs> facts, uh, frequently asked questions that is from the book. And so I think, I don't know, there's probably 60 pages or something there, Derek, in that compared to what you're trying to do, which is to give the people the basics of what Shanghai is. So it's not like there isn't a tremendous amount of information out there now. Um, are you yeah. back? Oh, yeah. You're here. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's uh, just go over to the Shanghai beehive page and uh, essentially go straight through it I don't care if we even let me get that I sure. know what you, 
All right. So, um, yeah, because I, I thought that that was a really good presentation. Although there is a, a, a little thing I should probably point out. You actually started the Shungite bees in 2017. Your first beehive was in 2016, but you did not have the Shungite. You are right on that. And you would put that you started in 2016, but it wasn't. Well, bees, I was thinking in my head. Yeah, not Shungite. So I'm glad you caught that. Um, It's 17. Well, it's actually edited already. Um, Right now. So yeah, we're on the Shungite beehive page. And... Let me finish this for one second while so I'm kind of pausing here. Okay, it's done. Now it's updated. And on the top, as you go down, I mean, I'm not going to read all this. You can get into read some of it if you want to, but it just gives you a, a vague. There's a whole chapter I've written on this already in the book that I'm putting together right now um, that gets way more in depth. And I'll show that online. It's just not ready to be published yet. So for now, a snippet version of it shows you here how it got started um and then i just kind of go into pretty quickly on this page i'm talking how to start your own shungite beehive because we don't have to keep any secrets we don't charge you for anything we give you your free shungite and powder down at the bottom of this page if you're going to try it on a beehive or you know somebody that is but we get into describing and again i won't do it here how to make your own shungite paint i would recommend the s4 powder the silver and shungite combo for that as well and then you just use the description here blending it and all the the specifics um and then again it goes into and what i'm going to get to here quickly nancy is the next image i made um and it gets into explaining what i'm kind of jumping through quickly because you can read it in your own time is why you would want shungite powder in the paint and i guess i'll go into it for a moment you know in, in the military it's called a faraday cage and it goes by different names but in short that's what it is you're spreading or dispersing the shungite and silver powder. So first you're blending it in a paint, uh, hopefully a non-toxic or low VOC exterior paint for your beehives we're talking about, and then blend the powder into that. So then it gets dispersed around the outside of the beehive. And that's what in essence makes that Faraday cage effect by just having shungite everywhere. And that's a good way to of course, hold those shungite particles. I and mean, we're not going to duct tape particles all around a, a beehive. Um, of nuggets. So hence the paint and the particle size doesn't matter because this is a frequency thing, not a, a volume thing when we're talking energies as Nancy's described before. So that's the benefit of adding the Shungite paint to it. And again, I describe it in this on this page and show you how to do it. And then the image I was talking about where I emphasize right at the top, chemical free and a little bit lower gets into what chemical free or treatment free beekeeping is and why it's beneficial and why we're that way but in this graphic literally it's one snapshot that tells you basically everything you need to know including ways of taking care of um excess bacteria and fungus growth in beehives which is a big deal thing and that's colloidal silver so that's and that's an option too we even link to it in there as well we sell i make some myself um if you already have some you make it use your own but that's what you would want to spray in the inside so that's why i was getting at this it real easy view for you to share with somebody if you're interested on why and how you know shungite's beneficial for bees and then the three nuggets at the entrance and just above that i do get into more you know why you'd want the three with well, the three we talk about all the time but why shungite and that's about the whole 
loosely called earthing and grounding aspects, the energy aspects of it. Um, and then just a lot more down below that graphic in what I was just talking about, just ties into the Schumann simulator, talking about energies and frequencies, kind of tying it all together um, on why Shungai and showing that it has an effect, again, linking to lots of studies showing, in this case, how Shungite influences toxins, radiation, which are those same things that affect bees, and on a personal level, telomeres, yourself, the life expectancy for your vehicle, your body, literally bee products, specifically and especially Shungite honey bee products, can help extend your telomeres. And there's studies on that, not just you know vague comments. And then below that is the the chemical free or organic beekeeping. Sometimes it's called treatment free. They can all be kind of tied together. Um, but the, and why you don't want to use pesticides, you know, don't bug the bees too much. Um, Medication-free approach, so no chemicals. And then we even link to studies on that for those that, because, you know, I question everything. So then I want to give you a link to click, at least start um, to where you want to verify some of this stuff and showing that, yeah, the chemicals used in these beehives gets in the what's called bee bread. There's a graphic for this on the website. Into the wax or the honeycomb. Well, where do the baby bees? So that's like literally spraying toxic chemicals in your baby's crib and then putting your baby in there and then raising it. I mean, that's not smart. And in this case, we're talking about eating the products that are in the nearby cells. Well, that's all contaminated when we're talking about contaminated um, honey frames. So, um, and again, on all that, when people get there, they get to see some new some new graphics. Well, not so many on that page, but a couple. So you get a, a good visual so you can wrap your head around it more easily because there's a lot going on when we talk Shungite. Um, and even on that page, just to elaborate a little more, you get a little lower. There's ways for you to help save the bees and not you don't have to be a beekeeper. You don't have to have beehives. I mean, there's mason bees, carpenter bees. We've done shows on that and there's links in here or put a bird bath up. The bees will use it. They don't know that it's called a bird bath. It's a bee bath as far as they're concerned. Um, and throw some Shungite nuggets in there so they can land on it, which as I scroll down, well, there's that video of just what I did. Um, so you'll see that a bird bath and the bees, you know, why make them fly? And they'll go up to seven miles just to get water. We don't want them doing that. Give them a place for water. And then so they don't drown, throw some rocks in there, some Shungite, which is what you'll see in that um, video. And it blows that is the uh, the free offer I was talking about. So if you want to, we have to at some point, you know, not lose energy. So we have to have somebody pay for shipping, especially if it's international, because those rates went crazy. Um, but we don't charge for the Shungite nuggets or powder if people are willing to try it on their beehives. Um, so there's a form there to fill out, submit them, and we get a lot of those requests. And then we give instructions with it too. I put the whole kit together. I should probably take a photo of and share it up there. So people see what they actually get. Um, I'll make a note of that now. See gift photo. And then below that is some some people don't know. I know you're gonna chat in a minute, but some links to a couple TV spots I've done on one Kathy Ireland and one in Russia TV. Just a bunch more videos. I'll stop there, Nancy. So if you have something you want to jump up towards. Well, I, I just wanted to uh two things. Uh the first one is the uh I, I, they they always tell you the best thing to do is to get honeybees, uh, get honey 
from bees that are local to you because your your energy field and the what the bees are doing with their honey are more compatible. Would you agree with that? In most cases, yes, but you can also benefit. That's not to say, and you didn't say it, that it's harmful or negative or not good for you to come from other places because then you're getting some stuff that would be beneficial as well. So, But yeah, if you had two sitting in front of you and you're looking at it from the physical aspects of it, because you can get download energy frequencies through honey from another location and never physically visit that location. So that's something I don't know that people are doing with honey. Um, I would be, have. But yeah, local honey, if you're talking about anything to do with you know histamine effects or allergies and physical stuff. But if you wanted to get the frequency or energy, which is legit from say, huh, Russia in these um, from their cedar forest, well, get online, figure out who has honey from that region, whatnot, make sure it's raw or organic, so it's not boiled or pasteurized, and then have that brought to you. Okay, the the. Um, oh wait, they don't ship a lot of honey internationally. I think now. Right, <laughs> no, right. I don't think you're gonna get. Right, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Issue, issue. Especially from Russia in any form, anything out of Russia, you're not gonna get. Probably radiated. Yeah. Um. Okay, now so I went to a local online supplier of honey, and it was very impressive. They had oh two two dozen at least. I mean, a dozen at least of different types of honey based on where the hives were on the property because they would have eucalyptus. So the honey is mostly eucalyptus based. They'd had um, palm palm uh, pollen, palm trees, someplace that you know. So they so they would put in different types of of food for the bees. And then knowing that the honey is going to reflect the food that was there for them. So I was impressed with the amount of uh, variations you had. But I, and I asked, well, uh, I asked uh, Derek this, I said, it says raw right out of the honeycomb, but it says it's kosher organic. And I said, what does that mean? And what did you say? Oh, about oh, the. About the Kosher, I asked you what kosher organic meant, and sure, you said, sure. "Go ahead, go ahead." Go ahead. Oh no, I was oh, just no, going to read put it online here. Um, so it's, it's Jewish dietary regulations, but I don't remember what I told you. You told me a rabbi prayed over it. <laughs> what you said? Are you going to get me in trouble? In trouble? <laughs> no, I mean, but it just was like, okay. So the problem here is that how how many of these major beehive operations actually are organic in that they're non-chemical? I would assume that organic means you're not using any chemicals on them. Well, well, that oh, changed. Well, that changed. That's why, that's why I use that, use that organic, organic word loosely. Word loosely they, they change regulations on organic all the time. So, yes, there are now certain chemicals you can use. Um, and they'll do that even with your fruits and vegetables in the store. So this is for everybody. There's this, and I don't remember right now, I wasn't prepped for all this. There's a coating they'll put on some of these fruits and vegetables that is just for transport. But yet they're still calling it organic because you're supposed to wash it off when it gets to you. And you're supposed to know this how. And they're not going to put a sticker on there, say so sprayed with this and this. So there's a lot of that shady stuff happening out there. So I don't 
hold my breath on organic. I mean, if there's an option of two in front of you, one's organic, sure. Um, but I'm not holding my breath that it's all, you know, organic from my sense, meaning no chemicals used whatsoever. No, no, you can use their approved organic chemicals. And uh, now we're getting back into how our whole food chain got created and all the preservatives and stuff and the fake sugars. Well, it's molecularly looks like that, so we'll call it that. But your body doesn't see it that way. Well, I I did take this uh, kosher organic and uh, added shungite, well, shungite powder to it, basically. And I before I even, you know, did that, I was feeling it. And yeah, there... The, 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 there were were chemicals in the in the honey, <clears throat> but not for long when it entered my house because everything has got so much shungite. So I don't know that you you're gonna find like he says, completely organic like the way that we think it's organic. But if you can't find what we think is organic, um, and you've got to, you know, you need the honey and it's local or whatever add some shungite powder to it i mean you could also which i've done is to take uh the magnet put it on a piece of metal and then put the jar next to it or on it and that will work too without putting the the powder in it per se um stick a sticker on the jar the honey jar there's a lot of anything you know out there but um the other thing that that i think I, I would like people to know about because we hear about these things fairly regularly the telomeres okay now what you say are telomeres are what wrap the ends of are are what wrap the ends of chromosomes to keep them stable the length of the telomere is related to an orgasms an orgasms an organism's lifespan as telomeres shorten so does the organism's lifespan toxic stress have been found to be a significant cause of telomere shortening shungites help in reducing of these toxins and radiations in the bees and their environment appear to be a significant contributor to the bees increased vigor and lack of disease and then you cite this um, <clears throat> study and it says it's from the national institute of health we further found that the consumption of bee products for a long period and frequent consumption of bee products per day are associated with telomere length an increase of year in consuming bee products is associated with a mean increase length in 0.258 kbp, uh, apparently oppressive. In addition, an increase of frequency in frequency of eating bee products per day was also associated with an increase. These results suggested that bee products might play some role in telomere length maintenance. And I just thought that that was really interesting. So you add the, the shungite to your honey and anything else, it might be increasing the length of your life. Right? Isn't that what it said? That's exactly what it says. Or, or keep your life from shortening as quickly. So you can word it either way. But it's <laughs> yeah. beneficial. Yeah. 
yeah. there's a lot yeah. of stuff in there that's why i tie it all together then if people scroll down past a bunch of videos i shared and a downloadable image explaining how shungi bees pick up their little particle and fly around with it because i'm talking about putting powder at the entrance of a hive the bees will walk through it it'll adhere to their legs uh, again size doesn't matter so then they have the little bee pendant with them and then they'll leave that out in nature and flowers or gmo sprayed fields gmo sprayed uh, glyphosate sprayed fields um that are probably gmo but when i'm past that and i know i go fast there's I don't know, a lot of research and studies demonstrating um, that, yes, frequencies are harmful to bee populations. It's not a, a conspiracy theory. It's fact, and all the studies are there, and you can bore yourself for hours reading them. Um, and then it goes on the bottom of the page, just on the Shungite Studies link, because then you can go to those 60-something-ish or close to it studies I was talking about, where they're using Shungite or, or the C60 molecule in beneficial ways and that's not all of them there were triple that probably i had access to but again i have to only have so many hours in the day and i'm trying to cherry pick the studies that really are digestible because i start reading them, my eyes start blurring when there's 25 letter words in there i'm like what and then i gotta google that word just to continue if it gets to that point and a lot of them do i just don't share them um and maybe i should but you know i'm just trying to keep it as i say digestible I'm just going through the page. Do you have any other questions, Nancy, on anything on the Beehives page? I link all over the place in there. Well, the, the, the reason that the bees are so important to us isn't just for the honey and the health benefits that you get from it. If we can save the bees, we can save the planet, period. Because what is happening is that we had this increase in the colony collapse it started to be calling colony collapse where you'd find a perfectly seemingly healthy brood in there and a queen and <clears throat> all the workers are gone and what's causing this well it didn't take me but you know a fraction of a moment to figure out it was the electromagnetic uh, build out that was occurring and one of the things that I got led to when I was you know kind of following that trend was uh, studies in other parts of the world where <clears throat> one scientist said um, I don't think there's any way to turn this around so I'm just retiring and going and living my life with my family that's what he said well what he was talking about was a sixth extinction event and <clears throat> I talk about it you know extensively in the book Shanghai Reality but the electromagnetic pollution that we have around us is interfering with the navigational system of the bees. They go out and all of a sudden, <clears throat> because what happens on these electromagnetic systems is that it's not always the same constant environment. These things fluctuate from high to low to all over the place. It's like bandwidth you know if you got too many things happening your bandwidth keeps getting bigger but it's you know well it's the same thing is happening in nature so a bee goes out following the electromagnetic because they're, they're not seeing like we see you know oh there's that tree there i gotta make a right hand turn it's more of an electromagnetic realizing that they're following energy fields that we wouldn't actually see 
Well, if those energy fields have changed since the time that they left the hive, they can't find their way back to the hive. That's my interpretation. On top of that, the substratosphere, the stuff, the microorganisms, the, the little bugs all over the place, they're even more susceptible to these higher frequencies and the build out the 5G um, and everything else that they're doing. So you have a situation where in some parts of the world, and the, the first study was in Germany, and in, in Germany they went into the parks, and who knows why they did it, but they went into the parks and they began to do a count, you know, trying to get a count on the number of bees, that are, the number of just bugs were in the environment. And what they found was that there was a drastic drop-off of all the bug population in the German parks to the point that they thought that 75% of all the known bugs were gone. There are other people around the world, scientists who have investigated this, and in some places they're finding no, no insects. Well, if you don't have insects, you probably don't have the microorganisms in the soil either. So they began to talk about the collapse of the pyramid of life on the planet ending because the basic beginning of it is your microorganisms in the soil, is your insects, are your bees, are your birds. All of the things that they were finding now uh, aren't surviving. So when we started out with radio 5g and trying to get people to realize that there was a definite problem it was a very difficult thing to explain but then i met De derek and um we did the experiment with his in 2017 of actually putting the nuggets out then the powder out and what happened was he went from 250,000 hives each you know to at least a million bees, probably more, because he was able to capture enough bees to make eight more, a, t a total of eight hives. And he also lost a number of swarms that went out into the environment and became, you know, wild shungite bees. Um, so when 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 I saw when I saw what was happening with the bees, it was an easier explanation. If you can say, look at, if you don't save the bees, you're going to lose the planet, and we can save the bees. Here's the here's the data. He went and he didn't lose any bees to disease or mites or colony collapse in the two seasons that you did it. I I don't think there was a third season. I don't remember a third. Yeah, I think season. there was a relocation, and and then I had that big building. I put nine hives in, so things just changed. Yeah, things changed. It was it was a matter of just life getting in the way of the the research. Um, but th that's th th two things. It's critical. We are in. A, I mean, there's so many ways we're going to die in the next few years, but. There's few things that you can have really any kind of control over, but you can in your own area by promoting the proliferation of the Shanghai worldwide net. The you know we've got Shanghai all over the world. 
every time you put shungite out there in the, in the boonies in the wild, it's protecting that area. And the more we put out there, the more we, we protect. So we can stop this collapse of the ecosystem by getting shungite out there. It's one of the reasons that Derek goes out into the areas that he lives in on a, is it a weekly basis or probably not now, but he puts shungite, just gifts shungite to nature. And you can sign up for this. You can become a part of it. Uh, for free. For free. Yes. Um, okay. If if you want to sign up for his free sessions, and, and we've got the the one where he, he where I'm talking about now, the nugget giving, uh, gifting, and then you've got uh, free scalar sessions. That's there. And then once a month, on the I don't know first something or other of the month, the first day of the month is it? Uh, it yeah. 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 Derek will put uh, the scalar using the scalar technology he will give his own energies into the scalar system so that you can go through a day of Derek just blasting you with some of Derek's woo energy and you can sign up for it the easiest way to get to it is to put in mysticalwares.com slash scalar and it comes up. Just hit that and you'll get to the page because it's, again, a, another company that's running this. Um, you'll get to the page where you can just sign up for these things. And once you put in the initial sign up, it's it, every week you can do it. And every week you have, to, you, you have to keep re-going there and signing up again. Like the scaler is on a weekly basis on the Fridays. But every week you have to sign up for it, which reminds me, I don't think I've signed up this week. Um, and why why do you do that? Why do you make them sign up every week? It's so because it's not just the scalar. Any energy healing that gets done, you're doing yourself. So what that does is tie you in energetically to the process. It gets you thinking about it, remembering, putting the effort in 3D to click a link on your browser, which I hope you have, to mysticalwares.com, and then go through the 10-second sign-up process that is, again, 100% free. And then, by the way, put a comma after your name, add your your kids if you want, your husband, your your animals. You can you can add on. You don't have to do this every time, so that's why I want to add that in. Um, and then you're, again, energetically vested. You've done your part, so now you've opened up to the healing of yourself. And then I just, because of that entanglement, you can call it, I'll tune a certain frequency, and then if it's good for you and you've chosen two in your own intentions, you'll probably heal yourself. And or this Friday, I think we have micronutrient supplementation. Well, then that gets, again, you energetically connected to it by going through the logging in every week and sign up process. You're saying, yep, I'm open to this, that, and the other, and then that's how it goes. So there's a lot of reasons why I have people go there every week. Not to mention... To see any new products or updates we've done so now because you can click on the faq page or science page or beehive page we've been chatting about on the show and expand your understanding because there's so much more stuff there and how would you have known about it unless you happen to listen to the podcast or randomly went to the website so at least this way there's there's ways of getting it in front of you and we don't charge for any of that the nuggets are free even for the 
monthly um, Shanghai gridding project, I think we call it now. And there's a whole Shanghai grid page as well with new links and images. So if you're wondering what we're even talking about on that, so of course she talked about a little bit, gifting it into nature. But again, I'll do it for you for free. You just have to entangle with it energetically, not not some big contract or anything like that, but just saying, yeah, I'd, I'd like to share Shanghai. I want that energy, that beneficial thing. Well, then I'll go and put it in nature for you. I mean, anybody else that signs up each month. And then there's your long distance traveling that you throw it out the window. We got to add a lot more of those spots we noticed yesterday, Jalissa and I, because again, we did that Crystal Mountain, Montana trip. Well, there's a couple of states in between us and Montana and we Shanghai gridded the entire way. But now it's like, oh, and we took hundreds and hundreds of pieces. So, I, uh, you know, you can't get every piece on there. You'd have to zoom in, you know, so far in this map I'm talking about on Google that we share on the Shanghai grid page. There's links to that um really far and then nancy on that page there's a link to a 3d virtual earth i guess you'd call it so a whole 3d version of the planet you can spin around with the shungai grid points on it so it's not just a flat 2d map there's that as well to put your own points on there but the 3d one's cool i haven't seen that is that new it's yeah it is new it well it was i'd say i had it hard to find so that's why I got so into all the graphics recently and just changing them up so that it makes sense. But it's on there. You'll see two planets, one, it spells it out. 3D viewer, add your own mark. Um, and then you'll get that virtual Earth spinning around in space you can look at. And on the other graphic, for those listening later, where you want to add your own point, you click on that, it takes you to the Shungite Grid map, uh, just a flat 2D map on Google. And what you do is go to the search box up top Type in your location where you want to add that nugget, hit enter, and then click on the map. And that's how you add. And then you'll see a box that says add to map. So because it's not that user friendly. And that's why I'm like, even right now, I'm kind of saying even that might be a little confusing. But it's it's odd how they have you do it. But I'm trying to tell you, for listeners, how you can add your own point. But no matter what, if that's a headache and that browser isn't working, there's a box on our website where you can submit your place and we'll add it for you. I literally do that myself. They'll send me the email saying so-and-so wants to add their point in this city or this country to the Shanghai Grid and I'll go and do it. Every, I don't know, a couple days I get those. So there's no worries either way if, if that's, if some browsers open these links, some of them don't is what I'm kind of getting out of here uh, for these different maps. But yeah, so you clicked on that? Go ahead, Nancy. Have we got every continent? Oh, every uh, every one of them. Oh, I have to, let me click on that too. Was it? No, I think we got, we got Antarctica too. I'm trying to get there myself. Now I've got so many pages; it's hard to get them all. Zoom out, and you tell me. Um, and the listeners, I'm I'm getting there myself. So, and it's just part way down the the link. So I think we're every continent. We're on everyone. Yep, even the South Pole. How about the North? Oh, wait, no, we're not in Greenland. We're not? No, no. Come on, somebody in Greenland. Am I going to have to go there? No. Greenland, <laughs> Greenland. Ah. Yeah, well, well, somebody ought to make friends with some kind of a, one of the new astronauts or something and see if we can't get it on the moon. <laughs> well, That'd be I, fun. Well, well 
that's just, we're not going to talk about I mean, any more about that right now but yeah what i will tell you is um here later in the year very very possibly i'll be shungai gridding across the ocean from turkey all the way to i don't know i haven't figured out the country yet i got an old army buddy who owns a uh um a sail ship so he has to move it from a to b and for lots of reasons so i'll probably be a part of that and they got a big bag of shungai nuggets with me so i'm actually trying to zoom in on the map and See, when I, I first when I first got into Shungai, I had a friend of mine that was taking a cruise, one of the off the coast of Florida, mm -hmm. and I gave her a bag of Shungai. I said, "Drop it, drop these pieces over as you travel," and she did. So that, you know, a good portion of the southern part of the offshore has already been Shungaited. Oh, yeah, and you can never do it too much. So if anybody looks at the map says, oh, my city's been done. Nah, dude, and you, if you own the piece, just put your thing on the map. You don't, what we're not telling everybody is, if you have your one piece of Shungai, you got to go throw it outside and throw it in the river. Nope, keep it with you, put it in your pocket, do your thing with it, and it's still part of the grid. Now, if you yep. want to get some other pieces, yeah, so maybe find that piece that has some pyrite in it that we've been talking about and just you don't want to use in your water. Well, good, throw it in a waterway, go bury it under a tree, tuck it in the tree's bark if it's, thick enough um get creative but then and then add that spot to the shungai grid map as well when i first when I, started when i first started out i didn't know what shungai was nor did i have a real feeling for where do you get it and in researching that i found uh, a supplier in germany who the the first shipment that i got from them was unbelievable it was like all pendant size nuggets black I mean really really unbelievable quality and so I made another order and I get this box and it's no pendant size nuggets it was all these bricks I called them you know one and a half to six pound nuggets <laughs> they called them bricks but I realized that the price was unbelievable so, but I realized because of the situation in Russia being the only place you can get it, that, and by then I knew that we had the uh, powder concept. So I said, let me just buy as much as I can afford of this big stuff because we can always put it into powder. And, you know, the chances of us running out, at least for the stickers, is, is you know, going to be lessened. So I started ordering these big boxes of these Shungai bricks. And I got one box, and the box had been broken open, and it was like maybe a third of it was in there. And I had this vision of it breaking open, and all these Shungite nuggets and bricks rolling off the deck of this shipping barge or whatever it was into the ocean. <laughs> so, you know, and it, wherever it goes, is that's where it's supposed to be. So... Yeah, I have a whole bunch of it at the bottom of the ocean, I think. <laughs> Someplace. So, all right. So, we got 20 minutes here. What do you want to do now? Um, let's see here. Let's I'm see scrolling. here. bees. I'm always wanting to talk about that. There's still some stuff I can't talk about yet. Um, I don't know. Did you have anything? I'm trying to think now what maybe has come up around here. But I've been so busy doing other things. Actually, I just had placed on my desk that Shungai sphere that we were talking about with the pyrite growing on it. 
And that was a small fraction of what I could even get um, a photo of. Because, you know, it's a straight shot on the sphere, so you can't see it all. And since we've been chatting, Nancy, even on the FAQ page, if you hit refresh, I've updated that already with another image of the sphere showing you what part was inside the water, what was outside. So new graphics showing that. Um, actually, even new graphics on the Shungite Beehive page that happened in the last two or three minutes. It's because you'd made the comment, saving the, so maybe you'd look at that. So see how quickly we move here. Hit refresh on our website on the B page. Just go to Shanghai Beehives one. And then scroll to the second image. You made the comment of, and I'd heard it before. You know, we've we've all heard it before kind of thing. But it's a good thing to emphasize. So I grabbed some, or it's just an image of lavender and the bee and built that image of saving the bees saves us. I don't know if you've got a chance to get there. I was trying to keep talking so you had a chance to click and get through there. But just tying that information together, I think, was a good idea. So I picked up on you guys, you talking about it. So, yeah. So yeah. I, well, I'm not going to go to it because as, lo as long as we've only got a little bit of time left, I'm going to go to what we were talking about last week was the emotion. Uh, uh, oh, thumping or tapping? EFT, EFT. Yeah, the tapping. And I just put up a link to a tutorial. Now, I have not actually uh, looked at this in, in, except to see that, oh, wow, it's by the guy who we, uh, Craig, Greg, Gary, Gary Craig, I think his name is, who actually was the first one to come out. Well, I don't know if he was the first one, but this is considered the official EFT uh, I, I th it's trademarked on that. So he was the one that trademarked EFT. And it says, Welcome to the Gold Standard Official EFT Tapping Tutorial. Now, I did order the book, his book, and um, I had been going through a good week, maybe 10 days of real fatigue. I mean, I don't do well in the daytime, but I always come awake at night. But even at night, I was still kind of draggy. And this fatigue thing was starting to get me a little worried. I'm going like, is this a heart thing? Because it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was just the energies outside. It felt like, no, something's not working here. So I had the book. I had taken a nap. I got up. I was like still in the same fatigue state and I said oh crap on this and I grabbed the book and I went to the place that they told you it was the appendix one in that book the original uh, complete full I think they call it because they have shortcuts but it's a full process that you go through so I go and it's only like I think it's 10 pages okay in 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 the book so I start going through it and my thing was, you know, get rid of this fatigue. Now, it could be that I finally woke up, but after I finished the, the going through the process, I was like, oh, I feel fine. I don't feel fatigued. I don't feel tired. And I actually said something to, to Derek on the phone. I said, this stuff is, if this, if this worked, this is impressive. Derek, I haven't had the fatigue since. 
Oh, now, okay. Oh, okay. I, I did get... Um, Because I, I, I do, at 2 o'clock, and this is something to do with the rhythm of, I don't know, biological rhythms or something, but I actually did a, a Google search on why do I feel so tired at 2 p.m. And it came up with a whole bunch of websites talking about how a lot of people at 2 p.m. have this real down where they feel like they got to take a nap. I'm trying to think of what they called it. Sideria, something, uh, what is it? Oh, anyway. Um, so I know that I have that dip down. But yesterday I was like, you know, I really don't want to spend the time doing this, you know, getting going through that. And so I redid the uh, tapping thing. And I laid down. I did the tapping thing. And within short period of time I was like uh I don't need a nap and I got up so it got my attention let me tell you it got my attention because they're selling it is that you've got emotional problems like one woman being afraid of water or you know other scary things that upset you or you have bad reaction to thinking about somebody and so I, I was well aware of the emotional thing, but they, and they don't like to, he doesn't like to get into all of the health benefits, but I wasn't, I just wanted the health benefits. So I didn't try to figure out what to focus on because you need to, you know, you go through the process, you'll understand it, but you need to kind of focus on what it is that you want done because you got, you're the one that's in charge of the healing process there because you're saying, so I just basically focused on the word fatigue as I went through the process of the tapping. So I wasn't concerned about some emotional attachment I had to this. Maybe I did, but you don't need to know what the emotional attachment is if it is. You can actually make physical changes to your body by using this. And I'm saying that because I'm seeing it happen in myself. So once I got you know, comfortable with the process and, you know, it's like, huh, all right, I've got this little thing here. Let me see what happens if I do it. Boom, little thing gone, little thing gone. Every, you know, now I'm thinking in terms of, <laughs> you know, let me get rid of some of this uh, old skin. <laughs> I'm one after another, every, every organ in my body, I'm going to tap through it. So what I put in the chat is the official gold standard official EFT tapping tutorial and like I say I haven't gone through it but it it seems to be quite a bit of information and it's it's apparently free I'm not seeing anything I'm not seeing anything on it so take a look at that and um, you know see if you find the directions like I say and give it a try you've got nothing to lose nothing to lose whatsoever have you tried it at all oh let me let me one of the things that i found uh, kind of exciting about it was that when i got into because i did i was reading i mean i did that but i've also read certain sections of it and remember i've had a lot of decades of researching energy and healing and energy in all sorts of ways so a lot of what they were saying you didn't have to prove it to me I know this stuff 
but there was this concept in it of how to how to explain this one um they're working they, they're working with acupuncture points but the acupuncture points are actually the points on your let's say skin it's really underneath the skin that are prevalent throughout your body this is what when they put the needles in they're putting them in those particular points now I got most of this information probably it might have been the 70s but it was at least probably in the 80s from uh, vibrational medicine by Dr. Gerber vibrational medicine Dr. Gerber this is a textbook that the man put together that to me is still one of the most outstanding documents concerning energy energy healing from even even to the point of he, anal he was analyzing different reports different research about what they were seeing in health benefits from concepts of energy but also in plant life and one of the things that just was like really interesting was a field to a field of vegetables and i think it was corn but i'm not won't swear to it and what they did was that on half of it they built a a grid above it that was putting out a low frequency electric signal and the difference in the one that was under the electric signal was amazing compared to the other one now we say it's you know all this electricity stuff is bad but the fact of the matter is is that low frequency energy can be very beneficial the cat the cat puts out more low frequency than a number of different generators of low frequency energy we talked about that uh, a few shows back so what you have happening is that this book that he put together really got into the acupuncture system and those acupoints is what they call them he was able to or somebody was because like i say he was using other people's re research they were able to determine that there was a change in the electric configuration of the acupoint itself and then right outside of it the measurement of the electric uh, resistance was was much different in the acupoint well what, what what's what's attached to the acupoint is what they call meridians and and it's a an electrical system that they can somehow and i don't know the, all the details of how they do it but they've actually know about it now and they have tracked it they know where how it works what it is you can look it up meridian system of the body probably i'm sure it's out there well what they're saying is that when you're tapping on these points you're tapping on the the uh acupoint but that it's feeding back through the meridian system now why did i get so excited when i realized okay you're talking acupoints and then you're talking you understand the meridian system excellent because there was a i think it was a it was some it was either in china or north korea some it wasn't china it was like japan's it was one of those oriental doctors 
realized the importance of the meridians and what he was able to do don't ask me how how this is what i'm remembering it's been you know a few decades but they were able to add uh phosphorus material to through the acupoint into the meridian system apparently the meridian system would take up this this substance and then you were able to essentially watch what was happening on the meridian system they went to a embryo of a chicken and somehow or another they were able to see the meridian system in this you know embryo and they watched as the meridian system came into existence they could see it then they watched around the meridian system the different organs begin to grow so what they determined was that the acupuncture slash meridian system is the blueprint the energetic blueprint for every organ in the body so if you're thinking in terms of your energy body it actually does have a system it's not just fields it's a 3d avenue for these things so when you're doing this tapping stuff you're actually affecting the very foundation of your body you're saying okay meridian system here this is what i'm wanting you to do and to me it it i i just can't tell you enough about how important i think it is for us to and i'm not saying that maybe it'll blow up maybe it maybe it'll turn out as nothing but i don't think so i think that this is so basic to life and healing that uh try it just try it anything that you've got any problem that you've got go through the process learn it it's only going to take a couple minutes and the results were drastic fast and i i don't have too many ailments that i know of but i'm not going to take a chance i'm going to go through my every organ in my body one after the other you know bring this back to the maximum it should be you know not for my age but for where it can be you know so um yeah i just wanted to throw that out any comments on your part um um listening as well not on that problem to be honest um i was just jotting down notes here about something we can talk about another show but on have you ever heard of bee beds nancy not enough to know about them like okay so literally i was contacted by somebody up in canada we'll get more into this when we chat more with her but i'm doing a different thing here they've been around for a while where in essence just think a small shack or shed with a two floors so uh, um, a separation and you have beehives under it with holes in the floor or a, a smaller nook of the room but long story short you can lay and sleep in this bed separate from the bees but still breathe in all the pollens and nectars and and then energy wise all the energies and frequencies coming from the beehive that would be below you uh, and they're using this for a, as a healing technique um 
So I just thought, you know, that's something else that's been happening here recently. I was going to mention and we'll chat, chat more about it. I'm looking at different things to do here in Mystical Wares. I have for a while. I had a, a it was going to be an or a Shungite Orgone chamber, but now I'm thinking, you know, maybe just do a Shungite beehive. I won't call it a bed, but a, maybe a seating area where you can sit. Well, I remember when I remember when you put the hammock in yeah <laughs> in with like what was it nine yeah. different beehives inside that building he he had the best place for these he took this what was i don't know what you call it but it was a metal building yeah shop building. shop building shop building and he opened up holes in the building on the other side and then he put the hives there so the bees could go in and out and in and out but they also were flying around the inside of this building and you never used you never use protection, correct? Oh no, you can just go in there. No, they have lots of room. I'm gonna share a video of that here in a moment too. Actually, yeah. I the page. And one day he decides he's gonna put a hammock up, and he put the hammock up there. And well, you explain what you felt when you were in the hammock in the middle of a beehive. Yeah, and there's the video I just shared in chat. And for the listeners later, it's on the Shungai Beehive page at the bottom. But you'll see that shop building she's talking about where I cut holes or beehive entrances and shoved the entrance through there. So the beehive was on the inside of the building, strung the hammock up directly over those beehives. Um, and then, you know, jump up there and sleep. And it was, I don't even know what to tell you. I wish I had video of me actually up there doing it. I don't know if I even got images. Um, but the, the, energies and frequencies just it's like not overwhelming in a bad way but all your senses physical and metaphysical ones get heightened so and that's why they do things like bee beds so that you can get in that state or energy field or space and heal yourself so you know it was definitely a healing thing i'm kind of short here nancy because i see we're getting up to the seconds here um but yeah we'll talk about this again and i'll keep you updated on what i'm doing here at mystical wares on building a bee chamber we'll call it like a chair yeah, that would <clears throat> that would be real fun. And um, anyway, we're down to the last minute. So, what would you like to tell people? Um, yeah, just visit the Mystical Wars for all the updates. Remember your save ten coupon code for ten percent off everything you order online. Um, that never expires. Um, yeah, check out all the updates and you know expand your Shungite understanding and give us feedback. There's a couple spots where you can do that. Very awesome. So we thank you very much to uh, tonight is going to be uh, cosmic reality and live. I hope that's I, that's getting questionable because Walt <laughs> has got a dental problem and Dolly's still vacationing. We'll see what happens. But uh, thank you all for being here and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.